All right. Are you ready? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Carlisle Tattoo Co. Bold, bright and everlasting. You can find us at 178 Carlisle Street, St Kilda, Melbourne, Australia. Hello and welcome to another episode of Carlisle Studios. We are Jack X Tattoo. Cody Hill Tattoos. Charles Cooper Tattoo. And we are taking over for Helen Bella this episode. That's right. Interruption from regular broadcasting. 100%. The boys have taken over. Yeah, so we'll start off with a weekly, weekly recap. <coughs> what have you been up to, Charlie boy? Um, my weekly recap. It's been good. We just got back from Hobart. Well, that was last week, was it? Yeah. I've been back for longer than that. Uh, last weekend, yeah. Yeah, so that was good. Um, pretty, pretty, we're talking about last week, yeah, for the weekly recap. Yeah, mate. Mate, it's been a week. You got back from Hobart. I fucked off to Queensland, so it's been a week. <laughs> about a week. Yeah, it's been good. Been busy because you had a little bit of backlog from that week we were away. How was the trip? Uh, it was like good. Like I wasn't on it. Hey? Like I wasn't yeah, on you it. Were well, you were there. Yeah, it was You were fucking, there, bro. It was good. Good first guest you for sure. Um, yeah, Hobart was sick. We uh, went down there, Hobart Tattoo Collective. With uh, met our mate there, Mr. Two Heads. And then, yeah, it was sick. How long were we there for? Four days or something? Yeah, four days. So went up on the Wednesday, tatted Thursday, Friday, Saturday, came back on the Sunday. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, I no. like Hobart a lot. Oh, it was sweet. I reckon if I was going to move somewhere, in a sh- like out of Melbourne, in Australia, it'd be Hobart. Oh, over oh, for you sure. could be fucked with the cold. I, I like it, bro. The buildings were nice. Yeah, you like it because you had the double it's, bed. It's quiet. I was on okay. the body. This all, came, this all came out yesterday. That Muscled Jack, him out of it. Jack was unhappy with the, the housing arrangements because I was saying to Courtney, saying, oh, Hobart was sick, you know, big king bed, nice Airbnb in this like castle looking building and shit. And, and then Jack's on like the army grade fucking fold out. <laughs> well, yeah, Jack had like, yeah. How would you describe that thing? It was <laughs> just uh, well, back pain. At the, at the moment, at, at the time I was like, it was it was fine, you know. I thought he didn't care, but then it came out <laughs> yesterday that. Hey, you were- Jack didn't see how we had to sleep in Sydney. <gasps> How'd you have to sleep in Sydney? Charles had to sleep on like an outdoor setting. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> damn near what I was sleeping on. I swear, but mine just had springs. <laughs> no, yours was yours was arguably worse. But I had to bring all the outdoor like fucking straw mesh. Um, Seating from outside on the balcony, the inside. Wicker. Is it wicker? wicker? Yeah, yeah. something That's like that. That's fucked up. And I slept on that. It was comfortable though. Different type of wicker. It's a good sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not the app. It's like when you're younger and you're like sleeping under a bath mat at your mate's house because he forgot to give you a blanket. But mm. uh, yeah, well, I, I liked Hobart. Jack didn't no, have the, great, the greatest seating, sleeping arrangements, but. No, nah, but I can make two. It was a good time. Mm. Definitely mm. we'll be going back. What about uh, Goldie for you, Cody? Yeah, Goldie was good. I shot up there last Tuesday. There was definitely like a lot of shit I didn't take into account because we flew out at like six o'clock. Flight is always fucking delayed by half an hour, so probably 6.30. And then pulled up. Me and Rachel like got out of there. I had to go wait for this shuttle bus to get taken to like where we were picking the hire car up from. And then it was like we got there just as the bus was getting loaded up. And they didn't have room for us. And then we're like, how long is it going to be? How long is it going to be? And he's like, oh, there's only two of us work and we'll try and be as quick as we possibly can. And we're like, well, how long? And he was like, oh, like half an hour. There's roadworks. I was like, fuck this. It's fucking (laughs) 9.30 at night. I've got all these bags. So we just got an Uber there. 
And then I didn't count like the time from Brisbane Airport to Gold Coast. So then we got in the car, chucked it in maps and it was still like an hour and 10. So Mm. hour drive down to the Goldie, but then we got to- Where'd you fly into? Brizzy. Yeah. But then we got to the hotel, which was QT on the Gold Coast and Surfers Paradise, which was actually fucking sick. Mm. Got there because it was staying for five nights, got upgraded to like the fucking deluxe suite. So rolled in there and all the problems went away. Yeah. But yeah, it was really good. Rolled down the 383 tattoo in Broad Beach on the Wednesday morning. Made a couple of tattoos. I actually only had one appointment for the afternoon, but then this Canadian dude rang up and he'd been trying to get to me on uh, Instagram and me slipping, hadn't and checked the request. Yeah. Damn. So then he came in at two and we. Sorry, Bobby was just walking past. Yeah, I don't want to fucking, hey, how are you? Uh, yeah, so do a couple of swallows on his chest and then have my next guy roll in at like 4.30, did a eagle that I'd drawn off some Bob, Bob Woods flash like a week prior, so it was cool to do something new. And then um, the next couple of days were just followed by chilling by the pool. Did you go on the beach at all? No, nah, I didn't even go to the beach from around Goldie. Fucking The up. pool setup was way too good. Uh, <laughs> some lounges... Cabana Lounge, all of it. It was it was too good to even on the going on to surfers, the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had like a couple of friends like get a hotel in Goldie, so they just came and kicked it by the pool every day. Well, I went it. down. To, I went down to Alfred Street tattoo on the Wednesday and got tattooed by Alex Terrell. That was a solid experience. Good to go check that shop out because I've been meaning to for a while. Mm. And then yeah, come what was that? Oh no, I got tattooed on the Thursday and then chilled Friday and rolled in, made a couple more tats on. The Saturday, and that was all the tattooing over. Went out Saturday night, then rolled down to Noosa on Sunday, kicked back for a few days, and now we're here. I heard you got lost at sea. I definitely did, yeah. That was the word going around the <laughs> shop. <laughs> yeah, nah, so <laughs> on the, what was that, on the Monday, we that was our last day up there, so I saw this pamphlet for like jet ski tours, and there was like an, an ocean option, so I was like, sick, let's go do this, and you could have like, up to three people on one jet ski. So me and Rachel jumped on one. And it was like, he was like, oh, has anyone ridden a jet ski before? And I couldn't be fucked with the, the hassle of it. So I was like, yeah, I've ridden one before. Never, <laughs> never ridden a jet ski. And then he was like, all right, sweet, you can follow me. And then we're riding out and I'm like, fuck, we're going to be the first ones that have to pass through the heads. Which They're is like easy a, to ride, aren't they? Huh? Are they easy to ride? Yeah, they? not too bad. Yeah. But... <clears throat> We had to pass through the heads to get out, which is the sandbar essentially, mm. which is given where you are, if you have no experience, it can be like quite difficult. But given it being a jet ski, it's not too bad. Like I've passed, passed through plenty of heads in boats, which is like a lot more dangerous due to like the white water and stuff like that. But being on a jet ski, you can sort of just shoot through it. Yeah. But as we were heading out, there was just like – this grey sky shifting across and it was just like, fuck, cunt. That's never good. Nah, and the wind started picking up and stuff like that. And then, yeah, we've like managed to get out through the heads and we get out there and the guy was just mad chiller, like typical fucking surfy town type thing. And he's like, oh, it's fucking getting pretty wild. Like I might just go back and see if everyone wants to come out. I don't think those girls who were on mum will make it out. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, just chill here. I won't be long. 
And me and Rachel were just like literally floating just outside the heads. And this cunt's gone for like fucking 20 minutes. Yeah. And in that 20 minutes, the sea just starts surging higher and higher. And, and I'm you're not just moving, like, it'd be worse. You're just nah, like you're just spot. floating in and out of these fucking waves that are picking up. I'm like, this is fucked up. And Rachel's like, stop being a bitch about it. It'll be fine. I'm like, you don't even know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so then eventually he comes back with like his dad and his son. He's like, good to keep going. I was like, fuck, I guess. With and your then, dad and his son. Yeah, but they were loving it. Sweet. And then and then we're just shooting through and it's just getting more and more hectic as they're going and Rachel's hanging on, fucking freaking. And then, yeah. Well, yeah, because like, she's, she's realised now that it's, it's like gotten fucking worse. Man, I was full survival mode. It's like getting chased by these waves, trying not to get fucking rolled over. And you're in the fucking big blue. Was adrenaline pumping? It was. It, was, it wasn't was good adrenaline. <laughs> like yeah. we got back. No, and, you're going to die adrenaline. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And we got back and I was just like, I don't even know if that was fun. Nah, <laughs> yeah. No way, bro. You're just happy you're it alive. Wasn't, absolutely. Yeah. And Rachel's like, yeah, you're right. That was fun. I don't know if that was fun. <laughs> right. And I know. my underpants. Yeah. And but it was sh- good. But then we went out for dinner with Rachel's sister that night and her boyfriend was like, oh, yeah, I didn't want to tell you guys before you left. But um, there's been like a bunch of great white sightings over the last couple of days. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sick. And he's like, check out this video. And it's this fucking boat pulling in a 5.5 metre great white from the day before where they'd been caught in the nets. Mm. And yeah, <laughs> I, that's all that. I'd been picturing when we were floating out there. Well, that's one less you need to worry about, I guess. Yeah. That's still f- sort of scary that they're out there though. That yeah. big. Ah, uh, but yeah, it was eventful. Life experience, I guess. Definitely, bro. But yeah, keep your eyes peeled. The boys are coming to a city near you. Always. Um, what about you boys? You been tattooed recently? Uh, yeah, I have actually. Um, about, I think it was a day ago, two days ago, I got Mickey, Mickey McLeod, one of the artists here at the shop, Style King. He got, um, I got him to fill out all the sort of gaps in my arm sleeve with like- Sleeved it out. Sleeved it out with like smoke and skulls and yeah, just like whips and stuff, which is good. And it fucking hurt so much, man. Well, like cattle whips. Yeah, cuddle prods. <laughs> no, well, like, I came in thinking, oh, yeah, this will be done like a couple of yeah, hours. Do. That's what sweet. happens. So now estimate it. And then it took like an hour for him to draw it all on pretty much. And it was like the whole day. Like he had nothing on, but it was the whole day and I was just, I was dying, man. Yeah, you and can see it in put, your eyes. We need to put more black in it. You Jack- walk in, you walk in relaxed, you're fucking suffering. Yeah. Oh, especially on the arm. When you get in the fillers, you're like, oh, arm's easy arm's as, fine. Bro. That was my mentality. You sit there and you're like, oh, like, my day's getting ruined. And then Jack kept looking over at me and I kept making eye contact with him and he was saying like, I just had the dead eyes, like <laughs> no expression. Yeah, you were just looking through me, bro. Yeah. I felt bad for you. Yeah. I'm also in the process of getting... Like my back framed up with some like traditional Sakyant tattoos from this um this trained dude out in Shepparton. Fresh. Do you want to um, elaborate on what Sakyant is for those who don't know? So Sakyant's like traditional Thai tattooing. Um, so it's like a needle on the end of this long stick, similar to Tabori in a way. Yeah. And they're just sort of poking you with this stick. It's like a stick and poke on a on a larger like instrument. Um, and they just do sort of like sacred prayers and scripts and stuff all around your back. And then, yeah, I was always keen to sort of get something like that done just because 
at the at the Muay Thai gym and shit, all the fighters I have the classic sack yarn like in the middle of their back. And because hell's been rinsing, you know that you don't have a proper back base. And yeah, I got well. I thought I got a back like my back done, and then Hal just kept calling it a what do you say a one quarter back job or one quarter <laughs> back piece because it wasn't dense enough for What's him. What's yeah, Nothing's ever dense enough for Hal. Yeah, you gotta go full black out. Yeah. And yeah, initially I wanted to get it done when I was over in Thailand, which is recently, but um, it was just like gonna be a fuck around, like spending the next three weeks like trying to deal with it healing over there, like going in pools no, and swimming ideal. and stuff like swim, that. You want to swim, you want to enjoy yourself. But yeah. Um, Do you reckon it hurts more than getting tatted with a machine? No, nah, no way. It's no. nice because you have like a subtle break in between each hit. It's sort of more intense because we're in the room. Um, there's no music or anything happening. It was just like listening to the clock, which is like a metronome. <laughs> and then it was just the sound of my skin popping. That would be like fucked. For like five well, hours. Especially if you, like usually, usually they will have someone there stretching for them. But mm. if you don't, he didn't, did he? No. Yes. That's going to hurt a lot more. There'd be so much resistance. It was me just like sort of sitting like fetal position on the ground. Trying to like stretch yourself. (laughs) Trying to like, yeah, stretch over my knees. And then he would just like sitting on the chair behind me and just jabbing me. Lucky you're a fit young boy. Exactly. (laughs) Nice and tight. That's sus, bro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're not going down that route. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Change the topic. What's the most memorable moment from your apprenticeship? Have you been tattooed? Have you been fucking tattooed? Oh, well, yeah, I have. Yeah. Fucking hell fucked my shit up, bro. That that was a big day. You know, it's a bad day when Hale tells you to get your shirt off and he pulls out the Sharpies. Mm. Because he's going off. Well, he said it would only take an hour. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, yeah, we'll just blast this thing on your fucking whole sternum to take up half my torso. And he's like, it'll be like done in like an hour and a half if you sit good. Describe it for the listeners, Jack. So pretty much he's just drawn on freehand, a massive like rip through crazy looking skeleton through the middle of my torso. Yeah, I've ripped through the skin. Yeah, so pretty hectic piece, a lot of black in there. So definitely not the easy way to do it. It is very black. And then, yeah. you, th- and then you threw the patch on top. Yeah, and we got branded up top, the fucking CTC till death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haters will say black. it's fake. I was looking at my, um, I've got a few tattoos on your torso next to Hal's one. They look like yeah. washed out in comparison. You know, Because every, every time we go to do a tat, Hal just says it's like, nah, it's not hectic enough. It's not crazy enough. Like you need to cover the whole fucking area. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that day we did and it fucking ruins me. Yeah. Because every time I tattoo you, say if we'd have nothing on the morning or whatever, um, he'd always be telling us to do something crazy, mm. you know? And then we'd end up like doing just like, I don't know, like a hand size thing or maybe a bit bigger than that. <clears throat> and he'd be saying, go crazy, go crazier. And then when he was drawing that on, he was like, Charles, this is what you two should have been fucking doing. Yeah. Instead of doing palm size stuff. He's got a point. I actually got tattooed by Mickey yesterday as well. Yesterday, have I? You did. I, I saw the video on his story of you with the long neck. Ah, oh, mate. Whatever it <laughs> takes to get through it. It was yeah. cool though. It was this like little sort of crazy dopehead looking thing. It was an old design of a John Nash and Pete Davidson sheep from the 80s. Yeah. They worked out of a shop called High Energy Tattoo in the Fortitude Valley in Brisbane through the 70s and 80s. And it was, yeah, it's something I've been eyeing off for a little bit. So I was happy to get that off Mickey. Did he have the sheet or do you have the, the sheet for him? Uh, I've got like an archive of old Aussie stuff on my phone. So yeah. 
I thought it was actually a different design. He was drawing it and then I pulled it up and it was different and Mickey was heaps more keen to do that design. So it worked out well. And it, and it fit the spot a lot better as well. Was it the gearhead one initially? Like yeah. the needle going through the head? Yeah, well, whose yeah. design's that at Hardy? Oh, I have no fucking idea. But yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Not well versed in that. You'd have to ask fucking Mickey. Yeah. If it ain't Aussie, I don't fucking know. Well, Mickey's, <laughs> I was thinking when I see the old flash sheets start coming out, Usually it's from Mickey's USB, which is like the whole. No, no, no. We don't talk about that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's classified information. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on there. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Too much stuff. Too much. <laughs> that man is the gatekeeper. Yeah. It's there to be kept. Um, yeah. So, yeah, m- most memorable moments of your apprenticeship. Let's go, yeah. Cody. You probably have some stories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a hard one. I would say. Getting it, like, first day would definitely be a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, not for, like, any moment in particular, but that's just always a big thing. It's pretty – I don't know. It's always different rolling in there, like, especially coming from working – if you've been working in a different industry for so long, it can be sort of hard to um, figure out, like, what's expected. Like, I think for me, I just went in there with a very, like, I don't know, probably blue-collar mindset, so what was – I don't know. I think what I determined being like working hard was probably more so the like the cleaning and just being meticulous with that stuff. Whereas, because you, you hadn't you, done it like in no, nah, I hadn't. Work. And you know, like it, the hard work essentially does come from your drawing and your output of flash and stuff like that. The the cleaning and stuff as important as it is, and it, you need to be onto that and be sure that you're doing things correctly and being clean. That's just the start of it. That's just the start of every day, you know. That's only taking up an hour or two of it and then you're ripping stations and setting up and stuff like that throughout mm. the day, which you need to be onto that. Bang, bang, bang. As soon as they're done, you're fucking onto it and you get it done. Or they're onto you. Yeah. yeah Absol- you know absolutely. That. But your, work, your, your hard work comes from in between and when you're at home. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you do come from a blue-collar background or working in a trade or something like that, that is never something that, is really a thing, you know. You don't you don't keep working when you go home. You switch off. So I yeah. think it took me a while to adjust to that. But it's like then, a perpetual thing. Yeah, absolutely, and that just comes with experience as well. But then first tattoo for sure. You never sweat like that. You oh. never wig like that. <laughs> yeah. And you know you th- and fuck. I reckon even the first six months of tattooing, day in day out, it's just feeling so shit about yourself. Oh, definitely. And then, you know, a year passes by and you see those tattoos again and you go, all right, they weren't as fucked as I thought they were. Yeah. Never great, but, or you, you think, know. Oh, they weren't as good fuck. as I thought yeah, they were. some of them are worse, but fuck. You think they're pretty bad, so I think they would have to be pretty bad for them to come out worse. Yeah, true. But, you know, people sign up for that and they're happy to get them and I do offer to fix all those tattoos up and half my mates are just don't even want me to touch them. They're just happy to wear them for what they are. History. Absolutely. And it's just, you know, that's that's something that you should be so grateful for. Oh, 100%. That, that, that they are happy to wear them like that because I fucking wouldn't be. <laughs> Getting that shit fixed ASAP. <laughs> what about you boys? I would have to say probably tattooing my mum and dad. Like that was a pretty big moment in my apprenticeship. Mm. Yeah, like, I'm still along, for Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> along with oh, all the mate. bullshit, like – Tattooing like your close mates and your mum and dad for the first time, as stressful as it is, it's like 
pretty cool to see because you get to show them, like bring them into the life that you've just kind of like jumped into and like given everything to. Yeah. And um, yeah, obviously at the start, there's a lot of doubts coming into tattooing and like your family, when you tell them, yeah, I'm going to fucking quit everything and become a tattoo artist my mom tried make to any t- money. My mom tried to talk me out of Legit, it. Legit, bro. She's and like, nah. Yeah. No, I was only one mate who was like full like, yeah, fuck it. Just go for it, bro. This is what you want. Go for it. And then the rest, everyone, obviously they were still supportive, but they were kind of just like, are you sure this is the right thing to do? Like. You're going to be making no money for a year. My mum was fucking off. Can you even fucking draw? Like, I've never seen you fucking tattoo anyone. See, all my mates doubted me, but my mum was the one that supported me the most. That's it. I was, like, fortunate enough that, like, my mum had, like, a very – well, still does have, like, one of her best mates from when she was fucking, like, 25 – Owned a shop out in Gatha where I grew up originally. Oh, so she, she saw it actually. She like. she saw it and she and he was always like very switched on, set up well financially, owned mm. houses, everything like that. Saw so she saw that you, yeah, absolutely. And like you know, he wasn't this fucking crazy cunt that was just like a piss head and on the fucking gear and everything else. He was a very well set out like fucking adult. You yeah. know, so like there, a there was professional. He was, yeah, he was just like not a fucking a, not proper just some person, like gang, gang member or fucking <laughs> yeah, or whatever. fucking whatever else it is. But yeah, there was just a lot of confidence in the fact that you can live a good life from it. I remember when, like, I told my stepdad, like, my mum and him split up when I was about sixteen or whatever. But I caught up with him for dinner one night and I told him and the look on his face, he was like, what the fuck is this cunt doing? But he hasn't got a tattoo. Like when he caught up with me, like a few years later, it wigged him out. Mm. Hated tattoos with a fucking passion. And you were, he had a few then obviously. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was deep into it by then. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking nice. But what about you, Charlie? Well, yeah. Well, rolling into, well, cause when I first started, um, well, when I made the like, you know, that choice while I wanted to do it. Yeah, jump straight in. Well, it was because I'd sort of come off the back of another apprenticeship. I was doing my, was, um, yeah. my chef apprenticeship. So I was doing that for like four years. And then you get paid like fuck all doing that. And so each year you get a little bit of a pay increase. So you were used to just making no money. Yeah, and <laughs> working like a dog. Char- <laughs> Charlie Ramsey. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Except I was getting abused by people. Like, <laughs> yeah, you were getting the abuse, not slinging it. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, so then my mum was always just like, you're just about to get qualified and like make some okay money. Like you're just going to go back to making nothing again. Well, because then I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably going to be unpaid, you know, all this shit. This is coming out of the lockdown, saved a bit of money in lockdowns with all the JobKeeper stuff. But then she was, yeah, she was off it. She just wanted me to... She didn't think it would be like a sustainable job, you know. What was the question? But yeah, and coming out of COVID too, like you weren't sure of anything. You didn't know if we were about to go back into a lockdown or anything like that. So yeah. everything was kind of up in the air. Most memorable moment. Was that what we were talking about? Yeah. yeah. Of your apprenticeship. Um, well, there was a hard day when I tatted Bobby. We talked about this last time I was on the podcast. Was when just- I, he's like, oh, just fill some gaps for me. And um, yeah. He's saturated purple background <laughs> on his stomach. The first time I was tattooing, that was pretty rough. And that was like, that's burned into my memory. And that's tattooing the boss too. Like, and that's, that was like that's a stressful day. He's like, yep, keep going, keep going. My client's going to be here soon. You need to just like smash it out and get it done, which is sometimes you need to work under pressure like yeah. that. You know? And how many tattoos did you done by then, do you reckon? 
Not many. Five. <laughs> so pressure's on. Five, maybe. And you're slow as fuck. And, and I've done... Yeah, and all, all like say I do it on my mate's thighs or something, you know, yeah, on my yeah. own legs. And you've got nothing but time. Yeah. Did yeah, exactly. To- it took like three hours for me to do like a below palm size skull on my leg. But I'd done a few tats on my leg at that stage just because I wanted to practice. You boys went hard tattooing yourselves and that's something I wish I did more of. Well, I re- yeah, I fucked my shit up. I blacked out. You know the big, I've got like a big blackout heart by Bobby over one of my knees. And then one day I was sitting there, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to re-black this out because it sort of <laughs> faded and like marbled a bit. And then as soon as I started, I'm like, oh, I should not have done this. But Yeah, I had this like, piece of shit flower on my thigh that mm. I um, got the, off the this The blackout dude. flower. Yeah, yeah. I got it off this dude who thought he could tattoo out in the area where I grew up. And um, I just fucking hated looking at it. How a lot ripped on me from the moment I got it. And I'd like <laughs> only gotten a handful of tats from him by then. Yeah. But I did like an old English R on my thigh for my partner, Rachel. And I remember Bobby was like, just do like an old English letter and like whip it halfway up. So you've got like, you get a bit of experience shading. Yeah. And I remember doing it and it's like, it's your first fucking tattoo. It's never going to look how you want it to yeah. look. And I'm like, that looks fucking shit. So I blacked the whole thing out and it just looked even fucking worse. <laughs> but, then, but then I was just like, fuck, I want to keep practicing shading. So I just started like blacking out this fucking flower on, on my leg. And it was like a five petal like flower. <laughs> yeah. And I did like half of it and left it there for like a fucking year and a half. And how's that? Like, when are you going to fucking finish that off? <laughs> Pretty big, man. That is big. Yeah, I'm big. looking that, at it now. It needs to get fucking lasered bad. But then that thing is gonna that thing ain't getting lasered. Off, you laser <laughs> that? Well, the thing is, it's fucking. Too you better layers. get the cheese grater out with that thing. Well, it's like I got laser on a tat and it got darker. I don't think it's gonna come off. It <laughs> oh, got really? darker and it like it blew out a bit. Yeah, fuck this one. So I don't know what's happening there. Yeah, yeah a lot of those early tats I got off hell on me. I don't think you could laser them. Hey, those fourteens are in there. Well, well, they're on the bone. <laughs> yeah, it's like bone yeah. bone structure. <laughs> anyway, yeah, when they dig you up in a thousand years, they'll be able to see what you got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What about you, Jack? Most notable moment? I already, I already went. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Uh, we can. I'll send me mum and dad. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, but yeah. we can kind of segue into a time that you questioned yourself in tattooing. Every which is like kind of leads onto that. Like at the start, when you're mm. first starting mm. to tat, you're like, say, you're starting out, you're doing yourself or your close mates, and then you first start doing clients for free. Oh, yeah, pretty I, much. I remember I tattooed my friend Renee. She came in and um, I was doing like these, it's this old picture machine design. It's like some chains with two scales hanging off it and then webs coming off. And I'd never, it was on the back of her thigh and I'd only tattooed like the side of like the calf and stuff like that, an area which is yeah. like essentially you don't have to stretch whatsoever. It was probably like my 10th tattoo or something like that. Mm. And I remember doing it and just not stretching enough and it just wasn't <laughs> no, going yeah, in. Yeah. And I lined this whole tat and I just like cleaned it up, ink fucking everywhere and it was just not even fucking there. It may as well have just been bloodlined. And then I was just like, what the fuck? And then it was like line this thing twice essentially. Oh, no. Still not even fucking there. Just cut this That's thing And then I was like, whatever, I'm just going to have to shade this fucking thing. I reckon I'd shaded one of the scales and she – was like morbidly hung over and she was like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah, She's like, I, I, I can't finish this. And I was like, oh, all right, it is what it is. And I only finished that when I went down to Phillip Island with Mickey in like, what was it, fucking March or something oh, like no that. Way. It took so long because she moved down to the <laughs> island and there were a bunch of times she was meant to come up and like as usual, shit just comes up. How did it and, look? Well, I went. we went in and I was like, 
all right, it really isn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. And it was like the lines were like that old at that point that nothing needed to be relined. It was just like just shaded it, just yeah, reshaded all of it and yeah, it came up good enough. That's a win-win. What it was, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing when you first start out. When shit starts going wrong, you've got no fucking idea what's going wrong. Well, I remember- and It makes it so much harder. I remember after she left, like I just thought I'd absolutely fuck this tattoo and I was like- Full Menti B. I was out the back <laughs> and Rudy's come out. Is it you're all right? And I'm like, man, I can't fucking do this. Like, yeah, this yeah. is fucked. I can't, I, I can't do this to people day in, day out. And he's like, man, it's all right. Like, we all go I through. I can't do this day in, day out. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's fucking like people. that. I and can't then it, fuck people up for life day in, day oh, out. But bro. yeah, and then, but he's like, it's all right. It's just a part of it. And that is the reality of it. It yeah. is part of it. You can't you can't hold so much weight. You can't be thinking like this is on someone forever when you're doing it because you just wig yourself out. Well, it's that every day for the first fucking months, <laughs> and yeah. then it starts you know, getting a little just, easier. It gets a little easier, and then you know every now and again you have someone that doesn't sit too well or something like that, and you have those those tattoos again. But I don't know, it just becomes easier to deal with. I think. <laughs> yeah, mm. one of those things. Every day is a different day in tattooing. That like I swear, no day ever feels the same. Nah. Like some days you'd be fucking ripping, like feels easy as, and then some days you're just fighting it a little bit. But I guess that's the beauty of tattooing, eh? Well, yeah. That was that um, the one time that I seriously was like, I was rattled as by the tat. I think, Cody, you were meant to do the tat initially and you're like, oh, Charles, you do it. I think it was a shop booking. It was when I came to Carlisle, so semi-recently, and it was um, the finger tats oh. on that girl. Oh, yeah. And she came in and there was sort of like a language barrier at the start, so hard to communicate already. And then she, I'm not sure what, she had a sort of something where like her arms and her hands were quite shaky. Yeah. Uh, she couldn't hold them still. I'm not sure what that is. I don't want to use the wrong word. Yeah. But so, and it wasn't too bad at the start. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, because in that mindset, I'm like, I'll just do the tat. Because you never want to do like a, a walk-in, a fine line walk-in or something that's hard. You just need to sort of do it. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can't just be turning them all down. And then I started doing it at the start. The hands are all right. So I can sort of pin them down. But then each finger we did sort of got like, and there were hard tats. It was like an eye. So like an eyeball, like three circles, you know. Pupil. Well, anything on the fingers is just difficult in Let general. Let alone circles. And each, and she wanted all fingers done. Each finger I did, it sort of got worse, the shaking. I'm not sure if because it was the, the pain or whatever. The fingers fucking hurt to get tattooed. The, further, mean, the further down you go, the worse it gets. I ended up, I was like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. I did one hand and then I got up, went to the back room and I sat there. Man, I, I was like almost crying, bro. Yeah. And then Bella's like, you all right? And I just felt so rattled because I was like, these tats weren't coming out how I wanted them to feel, how to come out, sorry. And I just felt so like, I was lost, man. It gets like, like that. Like, Those oh, tears in the back like room are real. In, the oh. picture of Pablo in the pool, sitting <laughs> in the chair. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And I was just staring at the floor thinking like, how the f- like what the fuck do I do? I said that to Bella. Mm. She's like, oh, if you can't like finish it, just just tell her. You can't finish it, you know? Did That's you the thing, it? like, not. No, nah, I was like, I went, I couldn't finish it, bro. It was like, it was, would have been impossible to finish. What'd you say to her? I went back out and I said, oh, I reckon we just call it, like, call it here. I'm like, I'd love to be able to do the rest of these tattoos, but I think just because with the shaking of your hand and stuff, it's just not going to be able to to work yeah. how we want it to work. Sometimes you just have to be honest with people. And that's a hard thing to do, but 
It's better than. But she was fun. Did she like? Oh, okay. But because she, she didn't say when she booked in, she didn't say that she had like anything like that. Yeah, obviously. So I think she just came in. She wanted to get tattooed, obviously. And then yeah, we just. So you got one hand done. Yeah, but one's better than none. I think so. <laughs> yeah, depends how you look at it. Yeah. No, it was alright. But yeah, she was pretty chilled with it. She was just like, "Oh, okay, no worries." I think she understood. She would have realized, obviously, that her hand wasn't like still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Cody, why did you choose tattooing? Why did tattooing choose you, mate? Uh, yeah, fuck. You that can go that pre- life chose you, bro. You can go pretty yeah, deep bro. on it. Um, go deep, bro. I want to hear it. D&M time. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> it was, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's sort, of, it's sort of hard to, like, elaborate to the full extent. But I think, like, I, mate, I've, I remember getting my first tattoo, like, clear as day. I was... It was the 9th of January, 2014. So I'd been 18 for three months to the day. Um, did I say 18 or 19? I've been 18 for three months to the day. Mm. So on, on 9th of January coming up, 2024, it'll be 10 years of getting tattooed. Damn. Yeah. You're old, bro. Yeah, and I'm, I, haven't got fucking, <laughs> I haven't got heaps left either. But and you've done well. You still um, won't let me tap you. Done well, mate. Oh, you'll be fucking getting some room, don't you worry. I've got a spot for you. On the forehead. I was thinking about it this morning while really? I was in the shower of all places. I want the dick. That's where you, that's where you th- think you're deepest, I think. But yeah, so so I got yeah, I got my first tattoo on that day. I got a panther head on the inside of my arm by Andre Cleary. Um pretty well renowned tattoo tattooer in Australia. It was Tattooing throughout Europe a lot through like the 80s and the 90s, I'm pretty sure. He owns a series of shops called Taboo Tattoo, one in Blackburn, Baronia and Belgrave. It was just always a local shop that I would pass. Like I lived out in Emerald, you always had to go to Belgrave to get the train. And it was just the only shop I knew of. So I went in there, got the tat and like I remember him turning to me and he's like, you're going to be addicted. And I was sort of just like, oh, yeah, all right. Like just typical weird old dude to say but mate it was it was so fucking right like oh 100 and the second i got that first one it just flicked something in my brain and i didn't necessarily think about tattooing at that point but i think you know i was getting i started getting tattooed somewhat consistently from that day um nothing like crazy but i was still getting tattooed as much as i could essentially afford yeah and I think like by the time I was 21, I'd really started like fantasizing about it, but I didn't think it was something that was possible for me. But a lot of stuff did sort of start coming up for me, just memories of like tattoos I'd seen, taking notice of tattoos that like my poppy had and like asking my mum about hers and asking her about Cam, our family friend that had a shop when I was a kid and like just remembering like going into that shop all the time to eat lunch and looking at all the flush on the walls and it it did become this very obsessive thing like although I didn't necessarily think I could tattoo it was it did consume a lot of my time just looking at flash and different tattooers and the history thing is always something I'd nerded out on so just you know essentially you always hear about Sailor Jerry first come and Mm reading up on that and then further into the American stuff. And then I remember just being like, fuck, I wonder what Australian tattoo history there is. And I really started nerding out on that for a little bit, just looking into that stuff. And then between 21 and 24, I was getting tattooed more and more and more, obviously making more money. And then, yeah, I don't know. It was just, I hit hit a point in 
my trade where every day was a fucking chore. You wake up, you can't get out of fucking bed. Rachel was dragging me out of bed most mornings because I just couldn't fucking get up and bring myself to go and do something I fucking hated. (laughs) And it just hit a point where something had to change and I messaged Hal again because I had when I was at 21, I was like, oh, I'd love to tattoo. And he's like, oh, you got to do this, this and this. And sort of being 21 and not motivated enough or essentially not having the confidence. So I, you had a home at that stage. Yeah, I was living at home. And I just sort of started trying to draw and stuff like that. And I probably did it for a month. And I was like, I can't fucking do this. Like, I can't draw to save my life. And then I sort of revisited it again, revisited it again when I was, yeah, 24 with Hal. And he was like, it's the same as before. Do all the same shit. Don't try and draw, just trace. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to fucking do this. And, and I think it sort of gets worse when you, as you get older, because it's also like the the not getting paid aspect of it. It's like quite daunting, you know. You think, if you're living out of home especially, yeah. you think, how am I going to survive to Absolutely. do this? It's like you take you a step back. You need to like, if you need to, if you want to do it, you need to fucking want to do it, man. Like 100%. Oh, and you know? just bank as much money as you can before you start. Yeah. And that- you were working- you were doing part, part-time, were you, or casual shifts or something? Uh, so I worked like full-time up until I sort of worded them up. Yeah. And um, it was sort of, I don't know, it wasn't set in stone, but I'd been doing maintenance at this tip on machinery. And then I sort of just went like, fuck this. And I just quit and I said, I'm going to get an Arvo shift job working at a factory and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get an apprenticeship. Mm. I'd put out the feels of Vintique and it was potentially going to happen, not set in stone, but I was just like, whatever, whatever it takes. And then I'd been getting my back done by Rob Mopar at the time and I mentioned it to him and he's like, look, I can't give you an apprenticeship, but you can come work here on Sundays if you want, just for a bit of shop experience. And I was like, sick. Yeah. I wasn't even expecting to get paid and he was giving me like 150 bucks a day or whatever. What were you doing there? Um, Phones and stuff? Just like sit, sitting at the counter, scrubbing tubes. He taught me to do that, just mopping the floors, just standard shit. And it's the same thing, you know, like it was more so the physical stuff of just like, oh, I'm doing, I'm answering the phones, I'm dealing with people, I'm scrubbing the tubes and cleaning. Well, I should have been sitting there drawing and asking Mm. for tips, but it sort of takes a little while to get your head around that. And then, yeah, I did that for a little bit. And then I was working one night, I was doing Arvo shifts. So I was like 4.30 to 12 or something like that. And I was down this aisle picking orders and I saw Scott was calling me and I was like, Oh fuck! So I answered the phone and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna we'll give you a two week trial if you can." And I was like, "Done. I'll be there tomorrow." And he was like, "Just settle. Mm. Come in next week on Tuesday. We'll go from there." And I was like, "Cool." So then, yeah, I did like the two week trial, and there was no word of like, "We'll keep you. Or we don't want you or anything like that." It just kept rolling. So I think I was doing like three or four days at the shop, sort of scattered throughout the week doing the Arvo shift on top. And, until the end of the year and then the Christmas break came where the factory shut down and I didn't actually get a call back because it was through labor hire but I was I think I'd sort of decided at that point already I was like fuck it, I'm go- I'm jumping into this full time I had some savings behind me Rachel had finished her studies so she was back to working full time and she was happy to just support me as long as it took I sort of I think I said to myself I'd give myself like 18 months and if it wasn't working out, I would just move on to something else. Yeah, right. And then we came into like lockdown within, fuck, four or five months of starting there and it actually allowed you to get on the doll. So that was sort of a bit of yeah. saving grace financially. Yeah. Easy it, was, it was a hard apprenticeship because it was so on and off. 
Scott ended up leaving to open Golden Heart. I stayed at Vintique and it was so on and off, but financially it was a blessing and, you know, like, I don't know, there probably were people that just fucking gave up throughout that whole lockdown period because it was too hard, but, you know, I persisted and Mm. we're here because of it. I think a lot of shops and, like, established people also, like, just couldn't survive through it, you know? No, no way. But, you know, getting back to the question, it was just... It was just this fucking dream thing. Like it was, I was obsessing over it. I loved getting tattooed. I loved being in the shop. The idea of, you know, just doing something you love every day. And I think for me, I was never going to be able to perform well at something for longevity if the, if there was no love there for it. Yeah, if you didn't care about it. Nah, nah. And it, it essentially was, you know, I played music as a kid and I loved hardcore and that took up a lot of my, my passion and... I just fucking loved getting tattooed and mm. I loved the art. Like I was never into art, but then tattoo art just fucking it's different. It yeah. blew my mind and there was just, there was nothing else I could see myself doing. Yeah. yeah. What about you boys? Well, similar to me with yeah. the just always into getting tattooed, you know, as soon as you turn 18, I think, how'd you find Vintique anyway? Cause you're from out the hills. Uh, I don't. That's even, what I was going to ask. Yeah. I, Gotten tattooed at like a few different shops. I got one tat off Andre. I got a few tats off like Avalon at the Grand Illusion when she was first starting out. Yeah. I got a tat off Oliver Christensen at Third Eye. And then, I don't know, it must have just been Instagram or something. Yeah, right. Well, cause I, I, reckon went to it, s- I reckon it was because I think I remember a sheet of Hal's Flash coming up and he was, a, he was an apprentice and it's this bulldog I got smoking a ciggy on my forearm yeah, yeah and I remember seeing it and I, I just saw how stuff and I was like oh this is like kooky it's a bit different but it's super traditional and I really liked yeah. it and it was just and how it was, was taking cheap. photos it was in like in like this mesh string vest oh, it was, it, it was definitely a few, it was a few years before that I reckon oh, how yeah. maybe been tattooing singlets yeah how maybe been tattooing for like a year at okay, that point yeah, right but um how style has changed up a lot over the years as well absolutely but yeah I remember just going into that shop feeling welcome it was cheaper because he was an apprentice I wasn't making much money I just yeah. wanted to get tattooed so I was just like yeah. sick this can work and. It was like I could try and fucking go there most weeks if it worked out and it mm. just – it did. As the money got better, hell got better, the more I could get. Hell got better, yeah. yeah. Well, I went to school in Morty, so that's like the only reason I knew of that shop. Yeah. And like I just walked past that shop every day. So I'm glad that it wasn't – I didn't go somewhere else because I would have ended up just in like whatever shop that I walked past. You Man, know? Yeah, if, sure. it, if I didn't go to that shop and spend the money that I did and meet those people, I wouldn't – I don't think I would have started tattooing because – I don't know if anyone else would sort of back you and say, you can do it if you want to do it. Yeah, you know, you yeah. just got to commit. And, or give a fuck. About yeah. You. And like, you, and, and, you know, like Hal said, he's like, you can do anything if you, if you're keen enough. He said, you learned how to do what you did. Did you know how to do that? You know? Yeah. Well, and Vintech, they kind of made, they showed you the experience of tattooing. You go in there, everyone's talking shit. You're getting tatted, people coming over, talking to you. Yeah. They, like, remember you when you come back through the door. Mm. And Even the clients know each other because they're in there at the yeah, same time exactly. getting tattooed. And, Even. like, from down our way, like, southeast way, fuck, there were so many people that I didn't even realise but had all been tatted at Vintage. Like, so many people that, like, would be down at the footy club, be at the skate park, be at the fucking Are you and Cody from shit. similar areas? Or? Yeah, like, yeah, Jack. Jack, yeah, like, you take Wellington Road to get to Emerald. 
Yeah. Like the end of Wellington Road is sort of the start of those hills and Roville's sort of like the start of it essentially because yeah, it turns to North Road as you're heading out of Roville. Mm. But yeah, like. to St Kilda. <laughs> they pretty much one road. They fucking everyone. <laughs> the last highway. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember that as well. Like I'd started mm. getting tattooed there and it was like all these older boys were getting tattooed there. It's just like. Charles said full circle. Yeah, exactly. And but, like, you, I just saw the fucking two full B skins arms and I was like, I need that. I need that fucking dark and bold. What? The, his own arms? No, no, no. Just doing. ones that he's done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I seen him down, down our way. And yeah, from there, I, I legit, I remember I messaged someone on Instagram and I was like, who does your boyfriend's tats? Because <laughs> I was like, I just Sick. wanted to get tats, but I wasn't like, I didn't really know much about him. I just knew I wanted like that style. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, fuck, that's what I want, bro. That's so crazy. You're in the DMs. I was in the DMs of someone, yeah. And I was like, yo, what? Yeah, it kind of sounds what? a bit sus these days, eh? <laughs> but yeah, she was like, oh, Bobby Skins at fucking Vintage. And I was like, sick. Yeah, and then done. legit, the rest is history. Got my arms blasted. Yeah. And now we're here. Yeah. The man behind it all. When I, well, when I started going there, I feel like he had, Bobby had only started just really trying to push like all the black, heavy black trad. Before then, it was like all the really. Like way less black, heavy, saturated color and shit. Well, yeah, because yeah, I remember I messaged Bobby around the same time as Hal, and it was for color stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, the time that I went to Bobby, what I didn't even know he did color. What did he say? Um, oh, I just messaged him for a quote and stuff like that, and it was like around the same price as Hal, but I just ended up getting tattooed by Hal instead. Yeah, different like style choice, I guess. Yeah, I think it was because like I had mates that went and got tattooed by Bobby instead because they were more into that or Scott and. Mm. We all just obviously had different tastes. Yeah. I was into the fucking whack shit that I was putting out. <laughs> yeah, it was goofy. <laughs> nah, it was cool for the time. Yeah. So well, pretty much we all got into it for the same fucking reason, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Which leads yeah. us to who's your tattoo idol? All right. Um, I think you could like ask this six months apart and it will always change. But I think, I don't know, it's probably pretty broad as well. I would say idol as far as maybe achievements have gone. You could say, oh, I don't know. All right, we'll say idol through like length of career and achievements. I would say John Dollar just mm. because the cunt's like 74 and he's still tattooing three days a week. And I would say he's even probably getting second this second wind of like popularity because – People are just seeing this shit and it's fucking Aussie and oh, it's heaps cool. Heaps of people in the shop are getting tattooed by him at the moment. Mate, I, like, when I went and got tattooed at Alfred Street, the, the dude working the counter there, like he would have been like, I don't know, 20, 21 or something like that. And his arms were just yeah. done by John. And I'm like, you're flying down here to get tattooed That's by him. That is fucking ass. sick. You can't not respect that. No fucking way. And it's like he's he's he has laid the ground for Melbourne tattooing. Like it wouldn't be what it is right now without him. Or Australian tattooing as well. Yeah, absolutely. And like, Man, I even see like American, I follow a few American apprentices on Instagram. They're they doing like Johnny Dollar designs and shit. How could and you a lot of like the, I see a lot of like the South Korean artists like go hard for Johnny Dollar. Like Man, if, you if you post a Johnny Dollar tat, they're like, where'd you get the fucking reference from? They want mm, the flash. They love it. Mate, it's absolutely just like a fucking sick style, the fillers, everything about it. But then I think, so like let's say that over like, career length but then there are guys like I don't know if idol is the way to put it but like guys like Ben Hastings Caleb Harawat Fergus Benny McDowell like I think the I think the way that they are pushing Aussie style so hard and they're taking it to new heights of like 
That's all those guys get to do day in, day out. Fergus is over in fucking New York City. And pe- Street, people are getting Bob Woods skulls off him or fucking yeah. Johnny Dollar designs. And it's like, it's it's growing it to a new height where more and more people are wanting to do it. The guys at Rosie's, they're doing full fucking sleeves, like sleeve master style. Mm. Something that was so popular throughout like 70s, 80s, 90s. And I think that is something so special to continue to keep alive, you know, mm-hmm. and for yeah. Aussie tattooing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, I think like, you know, I went and got tattooed by Caleb at the start of the year and what those guys are doing at that shop by just preserving all this old flash and investing money into it. And it's like, mate, that shop's like essentially like a fucking tattoo museum to an extent. Mm. Yeah. Reese Gordon has rooms out the back of little Tokyo with Bob Woods machines, flash, Greg Ardrin, like all that shit, you know? And that is something so fucking special. And because I, I do, I fucking nerd out on it so hard. It's that, that is what's influential to me at this point in time. And I think just like keeping that alive. And I think, you know, like if you, as, as like a white Australian, I think it can be very hard to sort of um, identify with culture. And I think that was something I found so relatable when I really did start getting into that that form of tattooing, it was sort of like, fuck, this is like what being Aussie is about. You know, yeah. like if you, if you love your tattoos, I think that's something that you start to identify with and then you sort of come across your style and it just blows your fucking mind and you just want more and more and more and more. And it's like, I feel like I'm really sort of starting to find my niche. I don't feel like I'm fucking doing it well yet, but I think – yeah, but you're that, push, that's you're where that's where that's that's the only place I want to go with it. You're now, pushing your you own know? style, you know. Well, not even my own. It's just like I just want to push this Aussie stuff. I want more of it out there. I well, wish I got fucking covered in for it. For those who don't know, what would you say is like the defining factor in an Aussie style? What makes what is Aussie style compared uh, to American? I think I think just like imagery, color, the color palette you use. I obviously like predominantly tattoo black and grey, but I think that's another thing for me. I want to do it in black and grey, you know. Yeah. Cobra Snake does it fucking sick. Caleb does it really well because it's such high contrast, which is probably something that can be really hard to achieve. Same same with fucking all the guys that are doing it. But I think it's, it's way sharper, man. I think heaps sharper, like just... Yeah, looking at your flash. I'm saying stars, that's... Yeah, that's like sharp. Fla- flowers, the, the additions you add to just like, I don't know, little fucking... It's just all these weird little kooks that I don't even know how to explain it. The bubbles. But the more the fucking bubbles, flames, <laughs> flowing skulls, yeah. all of it. The more, you, the more you look at it, the more you understand it. And it's probably not something I'm great at fucking putting into words, but mm. look into it. Just look into it. There's a, there's a page, Australian Tattoo History on Instagram. There's fucking like two and a half thousand posts. Just dig through it. Yeah. Just look. A sick page. What about you boys? Who's your fucking idol? What do you reckon, Jackson. Next, well, mate. yeah, obviously coming up, like learning about like American traditional tattoos to start off with, obviously all like the Smith Street dudes. Like I always loved black tats, so like Eli Quinners and stuff yeah, like that. Right. Like just the so king, fresh. The king of fucking black and grey. Legit, just such, such sick examples of traditional tats done like black and bold. And um, I think that's like seeing like when Bobby and Hal really started pushing that, that's where I started really getting me love from it. So I would say in part that like, yeah, Bobby and Hal, uh, me tattoo idols as well, which sounds a bit fucking corny, but 
I it really that. is. Like that's They've how achieved a lot. That, that, they, they're the people who sh- kind of showed me what it was. They obviously brought me into it and I've learned everything through them. I look well, up to them a lot as far as like successes go. Exactly. And, you know, like it is that thing tattooers don't tend to set themselves up that well. It's a no. fucking like pirate lifestyle. And those, yeah. go- those guys have, you know, they, they might, may not feel like it yet, but they've got good lives because and of just their hard work. The longevity in it too because like if you want to become a good tattoo artist, like you obviously just got to have like that like amount of time in the game. You have to stay around for years and stay relevant to be able to do the tattoos you want and keep progressing. The willingness to commit. And they kind of showed us the tools to do that. Like they're still going, no signs of slowing down at all. No fucking way. And they can pretty <laughs> much at this point kind of, yeah, do what they want with it. Hey, so I think it's like a perfect example of where you'd want to be and where you want to go. Hey, and man, the fucking amount of cunts those guys tattoo, you know, exactly. they're going to they're gonna have a fucking impact, you know. It's like it's never it's never like the tattooers that you're asking, like who were the, who'd you get fucking tattooed by? It's like it's the fucking different country you see every day on the street. Who'd you get tattooed by? Can I look at your tats? And it's mm. like, mate, do you know how many fucking people are going to be walking around in their 60s and 70s? Covered by Carlisle. 100%. And like Cal and Bobby in particular, you know? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of it getting around. They had their impact already and there's fucking years to come. For sure. Charles Idle. Well, yeah. Got, running off what Jackson said, well, when I started getting tattooed, getting tattooed, I knew fuck all. And so basically the original Vintique team who was there, Bobby, Hal, Scott, Scott Moss, they were like, that was all I knew in tattooing. So, and they were like, I remember going there, I thought they were just the, the coolest cunts, you know. 100%. And they were workhorses. Yeah, absolutely. But I reckon style-wise, yeah, all the – and obviously you have to like, without saying like all the OGs, like Johnny Dollar and stuff doing the Australian thing. Yeah, the pioneers. Like you have, to, you have to respect that for sure. But style-wise, I was more inclined to like that Smith Street style, you know, the stripped back, real yeah. classic American traditional – um, and they were all like, just on, just from what I saw, like on socials or on the internet or whatever, they were just workhorses, you know, and they just, they just pumped it out. Um, Akira Latanzio in America as well. Right. He was at what, Rose Tattoo? Well, it's R&D now, I think. But yeah, he's like style-wise really into all that. Or everything that he's doing, like the lettering and stuff, just the yeah, way he, he has like very specific lettering style. Yeah, it's sick. something like so simple, he makes it look so good. Um, yeah, Martin Kazan. Oh, he's, he's so fresh, fresh, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it doesn't make sense. Like it's so fucking nice. Yeah, but yeah, and all the Smith Street dudes, obviously Eli Quinners and all all them guys. You just gotta, you can't not like mm. appreciate that, you know, and idolize them. I Fuck feel that. like all like this. So, it's too hard to narrow it down to one person because you really do learn and take away from like a lot of different people in the industry. I like, feel like you ask that question and it's just a fucking can of worms. Oh, one hundred percent. Like you could go on for fucking. You could have a whole fucking three podcasts over yeah. it. Just who, yeah. who you think is a fucking fresh tattooer. Got the list of names. Yeah. This can't. That can't. But yeah, so fucking. <laughs> that that next uh, question we already covered. The, what, the chicken chips one. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah, chicken chips. All so right. this is the question Hal wanted us to answer, clear up for the, the listeners. So chicken-flavoured crisps is what he's saying, like crinkle yeah. cut. Apparently it's an Aussie thing. It's not anywhere else. Really? It's just I find that show. very hard to believe. 
Well, that's what I'm just going off what Hal's told me. So maybe I'll, they've got I'll like, take it as maybe they've got like Aussie convenience where get, it's the only place you can get chicken chips. No way, chicken. Surely, like chicken's a fucking normal hey, flavor. But do they have apparently? Yeah, apparently well, not Jack. Yeah. Only chicken. Bro, they've got like that. fucking barbecue and like Vegemite and shit like that. Surely they'll have. Yeah, chicken. but only yeah, yeah, but that's Vegemite enough chips in any other that's country. That's in Australia, oh, that's a bro. Fucking example, alright. <laughs> now, well, I'm thinking, you know, Lay's chips. Is yeah, that American? Yeah, yeah. They've got chicken. Yeah, but then you get weird flavors from them that like you don't get in Australia, like fucking ranch dressing. Exactly, bro. Yeah. So how is chicken so far fetched? They what? They don't have chickens in other parts of yeah, the world. Yeah, you want to. When they have the Lay's, you want a salad dressing chip. In, Tha- <laughs> in Thailand, they have the Lay's seaweed and like the spicy squid and like crazy shit yeah, like that. Oh yeah, and fucking Japan with the crazy Kit Kats and shit like that. Yeah, seaweed flavored Kit Kats and shit. Yum. Um, <laughs> yeah, only an Aussie thing. That's. What do, so you like? what do you, are you into but do you like them? That's the question. Yeah, yeah fucking I fucking know. love chicken chips. I, I can't. Eat, I feel like you can't eat heaps of them. Nah, like. but they're like plain chips. You can't go too hard on yeah, them. But I'm picking like chicken salt, chips yeah. over plain chips. Nah, I'm on salt and vinegar. Damn. Yeah, oh, salt I love salt and vinegar. Sure, go to. But you eat a bag of those and you your mouth starts vibrating. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, yeah but what about like a a Red Rock Deli like honey soy chicken? Oh, fucking sick. The Red Rock. Yeah, have you seen the price of chips these days, bro? It's fucking six bucks. Mate, try eight can. You want a good bag of kettle or something the primo yeah dude I used to rock up to school with like a fucking 1.25 bottle of like LA ice or some oh, shit LA, and like a LA fucking, ice the drink of home and away yeah and then like some of the old drink yeah yeah it's <laughs> like a dollar bag of just a massive bag of like salt vinegar chips bro that's set is it for like the day. Ma- LA maxi ice yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 LA max I was and you'd be drinking it warm too because it was like 30 cents you're like fuck well, foot 30 bro I love that 50. like an Australian soda's calling themselves LA max I like I it. La Max. It's like LA gear. <laughs> yeah, it's a LA Lakers fucking maximum Chips. cola. Well, yeah. uh, do you maximum think the- cola. <laughs> yeah, max flavor. Do you think the perception of Carlisle matches up to reality? Fuck no. $2 tat shop, boys. <laughs> nah, definitely well, not. That was a rumor. I don't know what the perception is because I yeah. don't know what, like, how this sometimes says stuff just to razz me up. Nah, yeah. I think- Oh, everyone thinks you're a fuckwit or, you know, and you'll say that and you go, oh, what? He tries to get a reaction out of you. Yeah. Nah, there's definitely like a fucking negative perception of Carlisle from other tattooers. The tat what, factory. Well, it comes like to fucking piss a moment because they're not working enough. We got a lot of haters. <laughs> well, like what? What's what's the fucking negative perception? What? Because we're doing a different style of fucking tattooing to what you guys like. Well, I don't know. What you you what what is the perception though? Are we going off other tattooers' perceptions or? Well, I don't know. I would say the perception of Carlisle. I think like it. I think it would be a positive perception as far as customers go. Oh, I don't 100%. think fucking many people come in here and have a bad time. And that's the thing. That's what's ma- that's what matters. That's the people you're putting the tats on. They're, that's the people who are choosing to come in. They're the they're people the ones who are paying your fucking bills. Exactly, bro. And they're the ones who, at the end of the day, decide what's good and what's not because they're the ones who are getting it. And if you don't like it, suck a dick and fuck off. And like, of course, <laughs> yeah. get that on a t-shirt. Yeah, true. I think Bobby will veto that pretty quick. Yeah, oh, that's one. That's one yeah. thing that I've always found good about Carlisle is that you really like. I feel like the customer really does come first. Oh man, I think it's it just is like a, a solid continuation of what Vintech was. You know, exactly, exactly. You come in, you have a good time. Like, there's no fucking ego bullshit where we think we're fucking above you or anything else. We're we're all just fucking people. We're drawing pictures on you. We're here to have a good time. Doing and fucking make tattoos, you know? Yeah. I can know. Well, and I've tattooed people that are now like I'm mates with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, like, and that's something that's so special on top. I feel like I'm just tattooing, yeah, the boys. The yeah. 100%. 
So yeah, there's people that come in, you're just like talking shit like you've known it for 10 years. I'm not worrying if like, oh, do they think that I'm cool or are my uh, shoes cool today fuck. or fucking are my tats cool or whatever, you know? They obviously, just- they obviously like something if they're coming back repeatedly. Exactly. <laughs> and we're fortunate enough to have a lot of people that do. And it's not just the one of us, you know? Yeah. There's plenty of us that are fucking all tattooing the same cunt. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, real. Yeah, fucking real talk. And for the last one, uh, fuck, marry, kill. Mm. Oh, hell. Who the fuck are we going to do this hell, about? Hell, hell, well, I- well, what are we? what are we working off here? Just anyone? I feel like it can't be anyone we know because then it gets real like, oh, no weird fucking way. and personal. We're not doing that. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, nah, all right, let's just go off like, if you could have anyone in the world. Ice Spice, Nick Dacos. <laughs> you married Nick Dacos. I fucking haven't said it No, he's saying that. Let really him drop the name. Let him, let him get it out. Let him get it out. <laughs> Ice Spice, Who's Nick, Nick Dacos? Dacos really? The footy player or something? Yeah. Collingwood footballer. Oh, yeah. One, one of the goats. The Collingwood. Who's the third fucking one? goat, bro? Up the pies. Oprah. Oprah. Damn. No, wait. Are we say, is, uh, what? Are we all going off the same three? So Jack's going to say three names and we're all going to fucking choose it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, is it Ice Spice, Nick Dacos and I'd probably- Oprah. Oh, Oprah. <laughs> Oprah is such a fuck. Who would have? Left have? the field. All right, well, all right. I'll fuck Nick Dacos. I'll marry, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll marry Ice Spice and I'll kill Oprah because- I don't know. She's probably on some Illuminati shit. Have you seen like all the blue painted shit in Hawaii? Yeah. It's not burning down. I'm saying Oprah just crazy. for that. What, are you killing her? Yeah. yeah. Oprah's in her bag. So def- Oprah's know. already made all her money. She's, yeah, she's, done, life, she's had a good life. Dacos is just getting started. I'm killing Nick Dacos. Why? Ice Spice and get Ice Spice is getting it. We've, sure. we've got beef if you're killing Dacos. Nah, well, fuck Dacos, bro. Sorry, bro. If you're listening to this, well, bro. You're going to fuck Dacos. No way. I'm thinking business oh, well, what, mind. What is it? What's the three chance? I'm marrying Oprah. Oprah got the money. Okay. Ice Spice obviously getting it. And Dacos, I don't give a fuck about him. Go to the I bombers. You cunts. I'm, can't, I'm trying to think of names. All I can think of is like political figures. Oh, so right. Are we going to do Julia a- Gillard, Harold Holt, and Kevin Rudd. Are we going to do a fuck, marry, kill each? You've picked your three people. What are mm. yours, Charles? You go next. I need to think more. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say, do you know who Saweetie is? Sweetie, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The rapper, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, that's my type. Yep. So, Sweetie, Rihanna, and Peter Dutton. All right, <laughs> <laughs> no, Dutton's dying. For uh, sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm fucking Sweetie, I'm marrying Rihanna, and I'm killing Dutton. There you go. Yeah, I'm following suit there. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't mind marrying Sweetie, though. She's a bit younger than Rihanna. Who are you marrying? Well, I said Rihanna. She's got a lot more money, though. So Bad yeah, guy. Marry Rihanna. Married oh. a bad girl. Um, trying to think, bro. Let's just think. Let me think of three names. Tiger Woods. And you got a father, ASAP Rocky's kids, bro. That would be crazy. That would be pretty cool. <sighs> you don't want that beef. Mate, bro. honestly, <laughs> I can't think of every name Come I think on. of. I Come think on, you got to do it, bro. This would be inappropriate to say. <laughs> Let's say- All right, me, Cody, Hal. To- oh. <laughs> Nah, because then after whoever- Hey, bro. <laughs> Who's you, you picked your fucking Oprah. So Charles is picking the people. All right, sorry, my bad. We'll put Hal on it because Hal's an easy one. Hal, marry, <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> I'm fucking out. Tiger Woods. Fit, fit bloke, I guess. So what are you doing? You're marrying him. Nah, Hal's getting marriage. Hal's getting the ring. <laughs> He's getting treated nice. Um, Who's your third one, though? 
I don't know, man. I can't think of one, honestly. Get it together. James Heard. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary footballer. All right. So what's the order? How is James Heard well off these days? Oh, he's probably not off too bad. How do you know? He'd be doing. He'd be doing fine. I'll put the money. Mate, you're doing... trying to get Howard to fucking comment on his former coach. You mate, can't do that. I'll say he's not doing better than you. So Howard's getting the ring. Bullshit, can. Damn. he's getting the marriage. Who's this other person? I said Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is the one with the most money, bro. Oh, do you nah. understand that? I'm off him. He get. He can die. Mate, what? I'm gonna fucking veto this. We're done. Yeah, fuck it. All right. That has been the takeover of the podcast, boys. Um, yeah, pretty much. Come in and get tatted. One we time only. It. After hell, here's the episode. It's not going to be happening fuck again. Yeah. So but Yeah, this is Jack X Tattoo. Or with maybe every week. Cody yeah. and Charles. And fuck yeah, we're out, boys. It's been enjoyable. Until next time. Ta-ta. Fucking oath. This episode is brought to you by Carlisle Tattoo Co. 178 Carlisle Street, St Kilda, Melbourne, Australia.